It's the Misdeeds and Intrigue podcast, featuring stories of royals, scandals, and true crime. Here are your hosts, Carrie and Larissa. Hey, 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 thanks for joining us. Real quick promise, please find us and follow us at Mistreague Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We have curated content on Pinterest and Flipboard. Check out our channels on TikTok and YouTube, and if you would be so kind, like that famous prince we all know, please show us some love and rate and review us. Positive vibes only, right? But first... Champagne. Hello and welcome to Misdeeds and Intrigue. I'm Larissa and I'm Carrie. It's so good to see your face. I know you guys can't see us, but I can see her. I know. I'm so happy to see you too. And I'm hoping in the future, once this class is done, that you and I do StreamYard. Yeah. What's StreamYard? We can watch clips and comment on it as they go, or and they'll be posted to YouTube, or we can do our show live on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh my yeah, god. I got big dreams and plans for us. We just have to get to July 22nd. Let's do it. We're gonna do this. Let's wish Carrie a happy moving forward. Yay, go team. <laughs> oh my god, there's so much that we have to cover, but um we do. I'm going to, I'm going to start off here with Miss Ghislaine, our girl. She's not really our girl because she's I know. a piece <laughs> of crap, but she is in the news again. And it's because Peacock has a three-part documentary series on her. Jeffrey Epstein had an international sex trafficking scheme. Ghislaine Maxwell, this moneyed social girl. She was the one who satisfied his every whim. Ghislaine Maxwell is charged with enticement of minors, sex trafficking of children, and perjury. Epstein's girlfriend, Ghislaine Maxwell, helped connect him to the wealthy and famous. She gave him a veneer of respectability. She always struck me as very confident, full of life. But she's obviously a good actress because there was this whole other world going on family lived at this grand country estate. They had huge parties. I remember meeting Ghislaine and I just thought, wow, this girl is really fun. How on earth could she have got to this place? She said, no, they're not young girls, they're children. You could see tiny pinholes on the wall and that's where the cameras were. Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein are untouchable until it all came crashing down around them. Then Jeffrey Epstein was found dead in his jail cell. Jolene Maxwell disappeared. So who is the girl beneath all of this? Well, there's no more Epstein. Glenn Maxwell was now front and center. She inherited Jeffrey Epstein's secrets. This is a bigger animal than anyone knows. And Glenn Maxwell has the answers. What did you think about it? Do you feel like been there, done that? Or were you like, okay, I can't wait to dig into this? Because it was kind of hard finding stuff on her versus Robert. It totally was. And I feel like you heard it here first, people. We uncovered all the dirt first. Let me just tell you (laughs) that. Um, But I did read another article. uh, You know, she's in isolation. Her lawyers keep on, you know, she's tried to get bond four times and 
no deal. <laughs> They're just like, no, yeah, no, go back, go back. So she, her lawyer is saying that she's experiencing brown water and that she cannot be within two feet of the door. And um, the guard said she doesn't flush her toilet. So that's pretty gross. I don't know why. I don't know if she's trying to make it a sewage thing. She says the guards are waking her up every 15 minutes to make sure she doesn't commit suicide. Her trial is scheduled for fall of 2021. And, you know, there's a new lawsuit that has been brought up and it's a real estate agent. It's a Turkish girl. She's now a real estate agent. And it says that she was made to have surgery to fool guys into thinking she was a virgin. Did you hear about that? No, but I've heard that they do that in the Middle East. Yeah. So she was one of the girls who brought up a lawsuit back then. I don't know if she was a real estate agent at the time or if she's a real estate agent now, but this lawsuit is new and it's a lawsuit involving the fact that they made her have surgery to simulate virginity, which is just foul on, I didn't think it could get worse but it just gets worse. And then she told them that every time, if she didn't do it, they were going to feed her to alligators. This was in uh, Miami, by the way. Every time I think that that they can't get worse, they just get worse. And Jeffrey too, even though he's dead, they're just despicable. When I was watching it, I want to ask your opinion on this. Do you think mm. that she's the sacrificial lamb like her lawyer or her brother thinks that she is? Because they couldn't get Epstein. So they're like, we got to sh- hold somebody responsible. No, I think she had it coming. I mean, her brothers think she's the sacrificial lamb, but here's the thing. She, like in the documentary, I I don't know who did this, who, who was speaking when they said this quote, but very early on, she found out that Jeffrey had a penchant for young girls, right? Early on. When she found that out, she had the choice to either leave or continue the relationship. She continued the relationship and found girls for him. When he wasn't interested in her, she stayed and found girls. She could have fled. She should have, could have gotten out, but it was, it was her hundred percent who wanted to stay. I wonder if that comes from a place of like low self-esteem or what's up like with that, you know, it's almost like, did she see it? It's like surrogacy. Like I'm going to get his approval. I'm going to be his girl if I do that. Well, yeah. I mean, you you know, that's what she was doing with her dad. She needed the approval of her dad all the time. I mean, again, Lady Ghislaine, the name of the yacht. Why isn't it your wife's name? Why is it your youngest daughter's name? He had like a million other daughters to choose from. They had nine kids. You can't tell me it couldn't be like, I know a lot of yacht owners who mix the names of their daughters to make one name, like, you know, Kate and Brianna. Kiana or whatever, you know, it's, he chose one daughter and that was Ghislaine. That was his rock star. And when Jeffrey wasn't really interested in her sexually anymore, she had to, she had to up it. She had to like get in what he wanted. And I also think it was to stay in the limelight. You know, she actually introduced Jeffrey to all the socialites in New York. I, the one thing I did find out from this documentary, I thought she had met Epstein in New York when her father went to buy, um, what was it, the mirror? No, Daily News, the New York Daily News. I thought it happened then, but they're saying he actually met her in England before that. So when she was a little bit younger. So, but nothing ever happened. They never had a relationship or anything. It wasn't until she came to the United States and kind of was her father's emissary. 
I think they were in disguise. They were wolves in sheep's clothing. In the early 90s, the well-connected Kristina Oxenberg, a member of the Serbian royal family and a cousin to the British royals, met Epstein and Glenn Maxwell, his alleged madam, now charged with procuring girls for him and sometimes joining in the abuse. She wanted me to believe that she was Jeffrey's girlfriend, but I knew that she wasn't, but she wanted that to be the, the storyline. How did you know she wasn't his girlfriend? Because she's not 12. <laughs> With Epstein's death, Maxwell went on the run. But Christina remembers the time when both Maxwell and Epstein were desperate to be seen. They were a perfect fit. They needed each other. They were both halves of a whole that they wanted to be. He had the money, she had the connections. Did you like Jeffrey Epstein? No, not at all. He was just a, a goomba from Queens. Um, call me a snob. But no, he was a typical greedy person who wants more than they already have. 66-year-old billionaire financier Jeffrey Epstein was in court today for allegedly engaging in sex trafficking crimes. How serious are these charges against Epstein, David? When Epstein's arrest last year made headlines, Christina was moved to call the FBI. So disturbed was she by what Glenn Maxwell had told her in private all those years ago. She was very cocky and she told me that she had just got her helicopter pilot's license and that as a gift, as a, to reward her, Jeffrey had bought her a helicopter. And I said, so dangerous, why would you want to do that? And she said, well, because this way we have total control on privacy of who's doing, who's with us. And Maxwell let her in on another secret, this time about the infamous Lolita Express, their private plane used to transport young girls and high-profile friends, including Bill Clinton. She also told me in that meeting that the plane, the private plane that she and Jeffrey used, um, was wired for, for audio, video. Christina, at the time, were there any red flags for you? At that point, were you thinking, children are at risk here? Unfortunately, I did not have even the wherewithal to think of such tremendous evil, frankly. I just thought she was the sort of rancid personality. I had no idea we were dealing with true evil. By the way, I don't think Gail King is Harry and Meghan's emissary anymore. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I think Scooby is right now. Yes. And he keeps stirring shit up every time when things are dying down. He's got to go out there and stir the pot more. Go, oh, what is it? Omid Scooby? Yeah. I think she was better looking when she was younger. Yes. But she had hair. Yeah. And she didn't. And the other thing is, too, is she didn't have that relationship with her mom. So... I wonder if sometimes with these girls that she was like luring in and there was some sort of anger underlying, like there's some sort of psychology there for her to lure them in. And yeah. what do you think about the fact that she's a stepmother now with young children and how that family has been protective or supportive of her? I, I can't. They just, even her own family, I understand being supportive, but oh, up to the fact that guess what? She had a big role in this. She's going to do some time. 
at least say you're sorry to the victims for Christ's sake, not, not um, my sister's being framed. You know, Jeffrey's gone. She's going to take the heat. Well, guess what? She deserves the heat. She was a part of it. She was a very big part of it. And many witnesses and many survivors are telling their story. I really honestly don't think he would have been as successful without her. It was almost like a serial killer team where a lot of the girls were like, I wouldn't have went along with it if she didn't prompt me. Exactly. They felt more comfortable because there was a woman involved. Oh, she won't hurt me. She's on my side. She's a woman. She's a girl. She can't yeah. hurt me. I Jen, I really feel like she, I feel like she was just as much of a predator. Yeah, I do too. I mean, she deserves what's coming to her. That's all I can say. Especially after I read that lawsuit about the woman who had to have surgery. Are you kidding? Oh my God. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it'll be interesting to see how Galene settles. And I hope that family that's been supportive of her, I feel like they need help. Yeah, they can be supportive, but you need to be, um, you need to do a little penance with the victims, you know? Yeah. These women are still around. I'm going to clear my throat really loud. Okay. Speaking of other things in the news, did you happen to watch The Housewife and The Hustler? It's like, wow, like broke, like broke, broke, you know, like, but not the client's money, right? Girardi stands accused of pocketing a fortune from his clients who oftentimes won major financial settlements. Tom is being accused by his own clients, people that hired him, that trusted him from stealing money. That money allegedly being used to fund the lavish lifestyle of his now estranged 49-year-old wife, a star on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I think the biggest question that everybody has is, did she know? Any of the lawsuits, like, did you have a heads up? Is that why you got divorced? No, I did not. I think what intrigued people on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills franchise was that they seemed to be this incredible power couple. She's hot and beautiful and confident. And then Tom Girardi is this rock star attorney who fights for the little guy, makes hundreds of millions of dollars. Now Girardi's stunning fall from grace, profiled in a new ABC News original documentary on Hulu. It was very disappointing when you find out your lawyer basically robbed you, knowing that he knows everything that I've been through. I just don't get it. Joe Rugomez, badly burned in a 2010 gas pipeline explosion, was represented by Girardi, but the family now claiming their lawyer stole millions from their settlement, forcing them to sue Girardi to get it back. Girardi said we were his favorite clients, and I definitely never wanted to be his favorite client, but I definitely want to be the client he never forgets. Miss Erica Jane, I'm expensive. Another great headline in the news. It's a little bit old now, but we can still cover it because I found the documentary quite enthralling is The Housewife and the Hustler. Miss Erica Jane, I'm expensive. (laughs) Oh my God, (laughs) bitch, really? Yeah, we know. I feel like she might not have been in on everything he was into, but she spent the money. I feel like she's almost like a Ruth Madoff where she want Ruth Madoff was trying to keep as much money as she could and her lifestyle. A plea deal in the Bernard Madoff scandal could come as early as this week, but many doubt that he could have pulled off his grand Ponzi scheme alone. CBS News correspondent Randall Pinkston has more. When Bernard Madoff goes to court on Thursday, some of his built investors will be there too to learn what kind of punishment the disgraced financier will receive for running a multi-billion dollar Ponzi scheme. 
40 years of um, trying to do everything right and having nothing. Investors want prosecutors to spell out how the scheme worked, how much money they will get back, and who else was involved. How likely is it that Bernard Madoff will be the only person charged? Oh, I think that that is unlikely. Attorney Brad Friedman, who represents more than 100 Madoff clients, has many questions. Who helped Madoff run the fraud? Where did the money go? If those questions are not answered, then the government should proceed in every way possible to put him in prison for as long as possible and to go after absolutely everyone that they can go after, the sons, the brother, the wife, Ruth. Ruth Madoff is claiming to own independently nearly $70 million in real estate, municipal bonds, and bank deposits. What do you think about the effort by Ruth Madoff's attorney to segregate her assets from Bernard Madoff's assets? That's really ridiculous, uh, and I don't think it's going to succeed. The only thing she's ever done to earn money for herself is I think I heard that she wrote a cookbook. And I feel like if that was me and I knew where that money came from, after the fact, let's say after the fact, I'd be giving up all my shit to try to get these victims to get their money. I wouldn't want to like say, hey, I'm guilty, but I would be so fuck cooperative. Yeah. The f- I'm so disgusted by her because now I feel like she's just as guilty because she's not being cooperative. It, it, to her, even her doing the Real Housewives and all of her bullshit, it's just so disgusting to me that now, even if she didn't know or she just knew that they were having money problems and she kept taking money from the business to keep it up, she's yeah. just as guilty to me now. I think, she, I think she knew a lot because she was on a lot of those companies listed as, you know. She was a uh, secretary, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and here's the thing. She's a scrapper. She came from nothing. She's going she's gonna to hang on to everything she can possibly get. She doesn't want to go back to where she was. I'm an enigma wrapped in a riddle and cash. There's, there's a certain type of rich person who's born into it and privileged, but she is a scrapper. So she's going to try and hang on. And you can't tell me she didn't know anything. Here's one of two things happened. Uh, they knew this lawsuit was coming. Tom played ball with her and said, get out, get out while you can take yep. what you can. You can turn on me. I don't care. I'm going, I'm, 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 he's doomed anyway. Come on. He yeah. was caught red handed. So the least you can do is throw her a bone. But the problem is, is it's not a legitimate bone because you stole money from survivors of plane crashes, fires, you know, all these, the worst type of blood money you can get Tom Girardi got. And he stole it from people who are mourning, who are dead, who are grieving. He's the biggest piece of garbage in my mind that you could. And honestly, she's not far behind. It's for her to stay on Real Housewives and be, you know, I didn't understand anything. Oh, my God, I'm having to downsize. And what am I going to do with all these garments? Sell them, bitch, and pay off some of these victims. And the jewelry and everything. Like she put in claims in to try to keep it so that those were gifts that she should be entitled to keep. Like. It's so disgusting to me. I would be the first one to be like, let's, let's liquidate what we can. She was, they attempted to serve her with paperwork way before. So she knew lawsuits were coming. Like she knew what he was involved in lawsuits and they didn't talk about it on the show. I just think that they thought this Ponzi scheme could keep going. I think the only thing that really exposed them was COVID. I think if COVID didn't happen and a lot of the stuff getting pushed off, I think it would have went on indefinitely until he died. 
Yeah, and here's the thing. They're using the dementia defense, okay. which I'm not really buying into that. He, sure, he may be showing signs, but it's not like he automatically, you know, within a couple of months is so... I saw that deposition he did. He's not completely dement, and I know what dementia looks like. Trust me, my father had it, so I know what it looks like. And you can't tell me he's beyond the point of point of knowing what he's doing. You know, plus he's been in lawsuits now for years. She had to know some of this was going on. If you just Google him, he's been in a lot of lawsuits that were before this point had hit. Do you think, from what you know, do you think that the lawyer the one that's been making the public comments about her should have been taken off the case that's like the latest that oh, no, wait, I, okay I, I didn't i didn't hear that tell me he's more. one of the people that was put in charge he had been made he'd made some comments beforehand i guess apparently or was like a legal analyst and now her lawyers are saying he should be taken off the case because he's done some podcast interviews and such kind of coming out saying that she's not being cooperative or whatnot. So they think that she he's just kind of pursuing fame or that he's biased. And he's one of the people that are in charge of investigating where the money is or where they can get money from. Mm, but I feel one. like, yeah, I feel like I can see their point. On the other hand, I also think she just isn't doing herself any favors either. Do you think Tom tried to call Garagos already? I <laughs> I know I listened to beyond a reasonable doubt and stuff of him talking legal cases. So that's why I was like, I, it's interesting, even though he still thinks his name, Scott Peterson is innocent. That's crazy to me, but it's interesting just to hear the other side of it. I'm always curious just to hear other sides or other perspectives. And he has an interesting perspective on it, you know, one thing about, uh, oh, hold on a second. What was I going to say? Oh, do you think that relic of a mansion in Pasadena sold yet? I don't think it did. I think it, and it needed a lot of updating. Oh God. Yeah. The fa- of- the ex-wife, one of those ex-wives came out and said that she wanted to get first dibs. And I think Erica filed to get first dibs. On buying it back? No, like on whatever profit or whatever, even though like. It's double and triple mortgage. So Erica is supposed to get profit from the selling of that? I thought it was all supposed to go to the survivor. Oh, reparations. What's up, what's up with that? Erica and the ex-wife both filed to get what they could from their divor- The divorces should take priority over no the creditors. No. Oh my God. They're trying to pick over that Girardi carcass before it's even in the ground, before it even has died. That's why I said I, she's not doing any favors. If I knew I had basically blood money, I would be, even though, even if the lawyer was like, listen, don't liquidate anything right now. Don't liquidate Cause that's just a sign of guilt or whatever. I would still be offering up whatever. She just reminds me of Ruth Madoff so bad. So I heard from an East coast friend that Erica Jane was spotted going into a bank on the East Coast. So I don't know what that means. And by the way, you're not supposed to hide your money in the U.S. I hide it (laughs) offshore. That's the point of hiding it. Hide it offshore. They can trace it in the United States. She probably has something in the Grand Caymans. I really think she's going to get with another rich dude. I think that's her plan. Of course. Of course. But God... Did you see her without her glam squad? You know who she's with, right? She set that up, by the way, on purpose. Oh, okay. 
she set that up on purpose and you could even see the one shot where she was like hanging with her mouth open it was basically like, f you this is what you want to see of me this is this is what you want who's she with the 80s producer director dude that was married for like two days to pamela anderson oh pamela is it her name pamela anderson yeah, yeah Baywatch. Baywatch. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, uh, what is his name? John Peters. Oh, really? She's, yeah, she's gonna try and get there. I don't know if that's really. That's the... why she's probably in the Hamptons right now, looking for a dude. Oh God, yeah, she's got to be on that track. She's got to hustle. She'll stay away from a politician because at first I was like, maybe she'll do an Elizabeth Taylor and go for a politician, but she'll stay away from that because right now there's a lot of heat on like people's stock trades and stuff like that in Congress and. <laughs> Did you hear about Vicki Gunvalson's? Are they married yet? By the way, he's running no. for governor of California. What's That's his like name? insane. Detective so-and-so. That's insane. Oh my God. Can you imagine okay. her as first lady? That's oh, such God, a no. California. Between Arnold Schwarzenegger, you guys would elect a reality TV dude. No, you know who else is running for governor? Who? Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So you, you got, that's so Cal. We're in such fucking trouble. I mean, if you give us that and Gavin Newsom, I mean, okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to take Gavin Newsom. So I'm getting away from housewives. I thought we'd touch on something I found for some reason, Otto warm beer was in the news again a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago, like last week. Do you know who Otto warm beer is? Yes. I went through a little North Korea phase. I didn't realize that his his sister is the one that's really running the show from behind the scenes. So I watched recently. Had I even have a book where I had no idea that they kidnap a lot of people in the world and bring them back there. I don't know if you knew that, but they do oh, that. I did not know that. 22-year-old Yeko Taguchi was kidnapped in 1978. The previous year, 13-year-old Megumi Yokota disappeared. Susumu Takashi was taken in 1976. And Hitomi Soga was abducted in 1978, age 19. Anacha Panchoy from Thailand also vanished in 1978, as did Romanian Doina Bumbea. Among the long list of those who have disappeared, there may also be many more European citizens, who, like thousands of others, were victims of a state policy of kidnapping organized by North Korea 40 years ago. Hostages of various nationalities taken to teach North Korean spies their languages and the capitalist way of life so that the spies could better infiltrate foreign countries. Several dozen of those kidnapped are still alive and are still being forcibly kept somewhere in North Korea. I recently watched a documentary on Nat Geo, I think, about how if the father could really have picked a successor, he said that his daughters really had the grit and really had the power, were the real power. A lot of the tweets and stuff are actually being written by the sister, not Wait, him. are we talking about Kim Jong-un's mm-hmm. sister? Yeah. Oh. yeah, his sister is the one that writes all those tweets, you know, threatening the U.S. and all that. For 75 years, the Kim family has relied on strength and terror for their survival. As Kim Jong-un attempts to transform himself from godlike tyrant to an approachable human leader, 
he needs backup within the family to maintain the dynasty's grip on power. But who can he rely on? Around 2001, Kim Jong-un's father takes a train across Russia. The Russian ambassador is having conversations with him and he asks him about succession. And he asked Kim Jong-il, who are your favorites as successor? And Kim Jong-il said, well, my sons are all idle blockheads, okay? It's my daughters that have the heart and intellect and mindset to be in politics. Born four years after Kim Jong-un in 1988, Kim Yo-jong is nicknamed the Sweet Princess. Until the death of her father in 2011, Kim Yo-jong's existence was a closely guarded secret, even inside North Korea. After Kim Jong-il died, with the succession of her brother, there was probably a conversation, do you want to do this? Do you want to be involved in the nitty-gritty of North Korean politics? Some people don't have the ice in their veins to do it. Some people do. She said yes, and that's where we find ourselves today. With the eyes of the world on her, she opens peace talks with the South Korean leadership. Kim Yo-jong is becoming indispensable to the family firm. She is the one that approves all the media and press and writing that comes out in English in North Korea. Any piece of paper and any email that gets directed to Kim Jong-un is most likely viewed by her. And that's a critical thing to have. The sweet princess isn't only Kim Jong-un's right-hand woman. Recently, she's become a deadly player in her own right. I believe there have been people that have been shot on the orders of Kim Yo-jong. That's Kim Yo-jong's psychology. She's a shark. Wow. Yeah, she's the one that is the real power behind the throne, quote unquote. And recently it came out and it, for like the first time ever, the state television has been making comments about his health because he lost a ton of weight. But I think that they're having a lot of food shortages from what I remember over there because of COVID and all that. Wow. Please think of my family. Otto Warmbier was just 22 years old when he suddenly arrived from North Korea in a coma. Late today, his family confirmed he would never wake up. His family now says the awful, torturous mistreatment our son received at the hands of the North Koreans ensured that no other outcome was possible beyond the sad one we experienced today. The bad things happened, but at least we got him home to be with his parents where they were so happy to see him even though he was in very tough condition it's a brutal regime and we'll be able to handle it last week one year's father spoke to reporters in the same jacket his son wore when he begged for his freedom please save my life and i'm so glad you're home you are such a great guy yeah. a student wow. at the university of virginia warmbier had been on a tour of the secretive country when in january of 2016 he was jailed for stealing a propaganda poster and sentenced to hard labor he finally returned to his home state of ohio his neurological condition 
can be best described as a state of unresponsive wakefulness. North Korea claims warm beer contracted botulism and slipped into an unconscious state after taking a sleeping pill. Even if you believe their explanation of botulism and a sleeping pill causing the coma, and we don't, there is no excuse for any civilized nation to have kept his condition secret. Tonight, his death is still a mystery. And, and they arrange tours. There's a Chinese company that arranges tours for people to go on. So Otto Warmbier, at the time he went over, he was, he was in college. And he's a U.S. citizen. He grew up in Ohio in a middle-class family. He was this golden boy. He did the commencement address at his high school. Um, he was just like a, a good kid and like really was, you know, on the upward trajectory. So he signs up for this tour that's taking people over to North Korea from this Chinese travel agency over New Year's Eve. And it, it's their logo, like their tagline is, we take you to destinations your mother would rather you stay away from. So right there, you know, you're going to be in trouble, right? Yeah. Let's take you to a war zone. So they stay at this hotel. It seemed to be like a really fun trip. They stay at this hotel on the fifth floor. Um, and that's the only floor in the whole hotel that is open to foreigners, Right. And the floor above it apparently is off limits. You're not supposed to go to that floor. What I find crazy is like, why are any stairwells or elevators operating to that floor if you're not supposed to go on it? It, You know, it's like, why? I think it's like, it's like bait basically for foreigners. Don't go there. Any kid you tell to not go there, regardless of what age they are, are going to be like, I wonder what's up there. I'm going to go there. Yeah. And obviously they did not read this book about how bad yeah or like well, the, the real respect you need to have over there and that's what i don't get i don't and he was a bright kid i don't know why they didn't yeah I, did, I don't know why they didn't talk to this group of people about so here's here's the thing the gist is that he went up to this floor that no one's supposed to go on and he took down a propaganda poster and he took it with him you can't really tell from the video if it is him so god knows if it even is him maybe they wanted like a fall guy to you know make their poster boy for don't F with North Korea. Right. Yeah. So the whole group goes to the airport the next day and they're getting ready to board their flight. And all of a sudden he's taken into custody by the North Korean police. He doesn't make their flight. Everyone's like, what's happening to Otto? Why is he being held back? So Otto is held back and they say, Hey, you took our poster. That's punishable. That's 15 years in a work camp. You know, you that's like a huge offense here, taking property from North Korea. So they they did a show trial. They made him like get on the stand during the trial. Um, it was two months later and they made him read a coerced statement. And he was very like dramatic and very you know, crying like this was the worst mistake of my life. I can't believe I did this. Like you could tell they were really trying to get him to do penance to show the world that, you know, don't mess with us. We hold the cards. We hold all the cards. We're going to make this guy pay. So during that trial, he was sentenced to 15 years of hard labor. Here's what I don't understand. So during this time, it was a big TV presence. This whole trial was big TV presence in North Korea. It became big TV presence in the United States because at the time, President Trump was trying to get him out. Right. And at the time, 
when they started the negotiations, he came Is to the family. Is that when he called him Little Rocket Boy? Or he called, called him Little Rocket Man, and he was threatening him, and the parents were, like, on board. But here's the thing. Once they got him out, he flipped. And it, it was almost like he used their son as, like, a bargaining chip. Then he became Kim Jong-un's best friend. So yeah. the family is really turned off by that. So he was like, the family felt that he was a pawn for Trump, you know. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing is, is when they went to this documentary I watched was about the medical airplane and the doctors who went to get him. It's it's like Phoenix Air. It's a special air transport that goes to pick up people in very bad situations around the world. Like whether you've got Ebola or, you know, they do these medevac evacuations for intense situations. So it took them a long time to get in North Korea. And when they got there, Otto was in a coma. Now, it doesn't show him in a coma two months into the trial. You know, this is two months after he was captured. He's, he's talking, he's walking. And then the autopsy showed that he was not tortured. But I really find that hard to believe because between, he was, by the way, he got out 17 months after his capture. So between two months and 17 months, you could do a lot of torture that's not going to leave any, you know, that's not really going to be evident by the time you get there to pick him up. They showed CAT scans and, and MRIs of his brain. His brain was just like dust. There had to be head trauma. I don't know how they, I don't know how there could, you don't just fall into a coma and go through tube fitting for what? They said they gave him pork and they think that he had a bad reaction to pork. I mean, seriously, are you going to get trichinosis? Also, did they do any experimentation on him? Like what they've been, they said happened here in DC or down by Cuba. They said that they're doing stuff with sound waves to cause like know. brain damage. Last year, Catherine Werner, a U.S. diplomat stationed in China, told her parents she was experiencing strange sounds and sensations in her apartment. Her health was declining rapidly. Just struggling, and she's just a shell of what she was. Her mother, Laura Hughes, an Air Force veteran, was so alarmed, she quickly booked a flight to China. You notice when something's wrong with your children, and there was something very wrong with Catherine. Laura tried replacing the apartment's air filters and buying imported food. Nothing helped. And then Laura says she started feeling it too. We heard a very high-pitched sound in Catherine's bedroom, and we heard a very low pulsing sound in the living room. Our heads would pulse. Um, You would feel like you would want to regurgitate. Um, You could become instantly paralyzed, instantaneously uh, fatigued. Laura has also developed visual problems, including sensitivity to light which is why she's wearing dark glasses today. It's similar to what U.S. diplomats in Cuba reported feeling and what the U.S. government now says were targeted health attacks. As mother and daughter struggled, Laura says their dogs also began acting strangely. They'd be shivering under the bed when we returned to the apartment. They would vomit blood. Um, They didn't want to go back into the apartment after long walks. And they would run down the hallway and stop just where the living room begins and just sit there and their heads would move simultaneously. We were so scared, we didn't know what could they possibly be looking at. After three months, Laura, unable to tolerate it any longer, headed back to the U.S. Three weeks later, the State Department medevaced Catherine out of China. 
The doctors diagnosed Catherine with traumatic brain injury. Their findings were the same as they found for the U.S. diplomats from Cuba. Attorney Mark Zaid represents Catherine and many of the Havana diplomats affected. There are things that are identified in their MRIs and CAT scans as showing traumatic brain injury that shouldn't be there for people who have never had concussions. The State Department brought in outside experts. Their findings? The victims appear to suffer from a new type of brain network disorder. Who or what caused it? A mystery. The United States government is still not sure who or what is responsible for those health attacks. Leaving Laura Hughes and so many others in the dark. I too have been diagnosed by the same doctors through the VA hospital in Philadelphia with traumatic brain injury. In total, 16 Americans posted in China were evacuated after reporting sounds or symptoms. But other than Catherine, the U.S. says none of them are considered confirmed cases. Some people have suggested that maybe it's all psychosomatic mass hysteria. Science doesn't lie. These scientists and these doctors and specialists have been working very hard and long on us. There is no way you can fake this. Have they told you or Catherine whether this is permanent damage? Yes, it looks like it. I don't think that would be it, but... I, I don't know. Here's the thing. They did... His parents claimed that his teeth were rearranged and replanted. It doesn't, they showed his bite. It doesn't really look like that. It looks like maybe they did rough him up and like probably shifted teeth through beatings yeah. or something. But the, it's just, and they said there's a big scar on his foot. I'm assuming they tortured the crap out of him and waited like right away. And then flocking is something they, yeah, but and they did in Eastern Europe the Balkans where they did they'd hit your feet Julie Quinn is a civilian intelligence analyst that is well versed at developing cultural profiles there's a form of feet beating called falaka which is actually pretty common in the turkey it's a way to extract information and also it's a basically a beating to maintain compliance yeah, I I don't know. There's so there's so many things that he they had can to be do. tortured. He had to be tortured. The torture to that they don't need to like. They could have waterboarded him. You would never see the evidence of that. I know, you know, and he could have died of brain damage from that. You know what I mean? He could have drowned, slipped into it, a coma. Yeah, well, yeah. They revived him and they give him a feeding tube, and you'll never know. No, and they don't have the same medical care as what we do. So no. if his brain was. Something had to have happened because my other thing, too, is if you have this political prisoner, right? I'm not talking about a prisoner of war like Vietnam or whatever, or recently that case where they boarded the plane and took that blogger, that journalist off the plane, which I thought was really In North crazy. Korea or where? No, this happened with Russia, Ukraine, all that. Uh, oh, God. No. Yeah. And Ooh. he was shown on, on TV with like a black eye. This is not where flight FR4978 was supposed to be this afternoon, on the ground at Minsk airport. The Ryanair flight, with about 170 people on board, left Athens this morning, bound for Vilnius. But just before the aircraft entered Lithuanian airspace, it suddenly headed east. According to Ryanair, the crew were warned of a potential security threat and ordered to land at Minsk. For good measure, a Belarusian warplane armed to the teeth 
was dispatched to escort the aircraft in. But no bombs were found on board. Instead, this man was taken off the plane and arrested. Roman Protasevich is a well-known Belarusian opposition journalist and is wanted by the authorities for organising protests last year. According to the Belarus State News Agency, the operation was ordered personally by the country's authoritarian president, Alexander Lukashenko, who's faced growing opposition since disputed elections last year. Belarus's exiled opposition leader said Mr Protasevich's life was in danger. Today, Lukashenko personally caused an international scandal, used military aircraft against civilians of Belarus and European countries to arrest a single person. No one else is safe. Anyone can be in Roman Protasevich's place. But if you have a high priority political prisoner, basically, because that's, you know, this person is going to be, you know, high profile, don't you kind of keep them? You want, you, you actually, a lot of times they'll put them on suicide watch and stuff because they're like, you are our bargaining chip. We want nothing to happen to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You would think so. I mean, the, the whole point of like this new documentary was to show how. They got him out medically and how his parents are now fighting the fight of, you know, people trapped in other locations around the world, but most, mostly North Korea, like stay away from North Korea. There's no point in going to a Chinese travel agency tour of no. five days of North Korea. There's just, there's, it's not worth it. Like, no, why would that ever be Americans worth it? Americans just need to stay at home or mind our own business. Yes, we do. So it was, uh, it was, I never knew the extent. I always thought it was strange. I remember seeing the story. He actually died like five days after they brought him back. They put him on a machine because he was that bad. And I mean, he, it says that when he was on the flight, when his parents came to see him, they let his parents see him. The first people to see him were his parents when they landed. And they said his, his eyes opened to them and he looked like he acknowledged them, but they put him in a hospital and, and he passed about five days later within a week of being here. So he was in, he was in really bad shape, but it was just interesting of how, they had to go through this huge medical evacuation to get him out. And the North Koreans were like, yeah, sure. Take him. Go ahead. You know, hands up in the air. So, you know, they knew he had already died and they were just keeping him alive until someone could come get him. Yeah. So, moral of the story. Don't go to places you shouldn't go to, especially all you uh, bloggers, all you social media hounds, just kind of stay out of there, okay? There's a reason they don't like us. Ciao, darling. Still too early to go to Tiffany's. I guess the next best thing is a drink. <laughs> never be the woman with the perfect hair who can wear white and not spill on it. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Let's play a game, all right? On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it, just name it. Ready? One, two, three. 
Hey, it's me again, and you thought you probably had enough of my voice by now. Just a quick reminder to find us and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Miss Intrigue Pod. Follow us on Pinterest and Flipboard, where we collect featured stories from across the internet of royalty, chronicles of interesting events in history, and of course, true crime. Lastly, check out our YouTube channel because everyone has one, right? That features playlists of documentaries and other related segments from our podcast topics. And if you want to hit us up, check out MissDeedsAndIntriguePodcast.com. But we don't have a complaints department, just to give you a little heads up. The podcaster or authors assumes no responsibility or liability for any errors or omissions in the content of this podcast. The information contained on this podcast is an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness. A reasonable amount of effort was made to deliver precise data. All views expressed by the podcast hosts or guest co-hosts are their own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of any entity whatsoever with which Carrie, Misdeeds, or Intrigue Podcast, or Larissa have been, am now, or will be affiliated. The content of this podcast is for personal, informational, and entertainment purposes only, and is not to be viewed for commercial use. Misdeeds and Intrigue Podcast respects the intellectual property of others. Any audio clips that were not generated by the podcast host or producer was pulled from the public domain, free use sites, and or from YouTube, or other authorized sites to gather information. The utmost effort was made to credit the author and or production. If at any time you feel that copyright was infringed, please email Carrie at misdeedsandintriguepodcast.com and immediate action will be taken to remove the audio clips that were present for entertainment purposes only.